Are you a service-based business owner looking to increase profits to fund your lifestyle? Well, this podcast is for you. We bring you inspirational guests sharing actionable tips to solve many of the struggles you face each and every day. And now, over to your host, Paul Higgins. Welcome to the Build, Live, Give podcast. If you're a first-time listener or viewer and you love what you see, please subscribe. If you're a regular, thanks for your support. It means a lot to me. And please give me feedback on how I can improve the show for you, whether it's the type of guests that you want on or some of the content that I'm doing in my solo shows. Look, welcome to Take Notes. I've got to give you a warning. Tom gives a lots of information. So also have a look at the transcription. Everything's transcribed. Have I got to tell you about Tom before we get started? Well, Tom started in webinars in 2007, right? So he's been doing this for a long, long time. He actually still uses go to webinar, which I found entertaining. But this guy has really cracked the code on how you first get the three A's to marketing right. So he goes through each of those. He tells us which is the hardest and how to improve that. He talks about email lists. And he also talks about his OPN model, which is the first time that I've really heard that applied. And he also talks about the things that you should be doing on LinkedIn that very few do. So he absolute knocks it out of the park. He's a great Australian person that's doing well globally, and it was a pleasure interviewing him. So what I'll do now is hand you over to Tom Poland from Leadsology. Welcome, Tom Poland from Leadsology to the Build, Live, Give podcast. Great to have you on here, Tom. Thanks, Paul. Great to be here, sir. I must admit, Tom, I haven't finished all of your book, but what I've read so far has been... No, no one does. <laughs> Oh, well, look, well, maybe you've packed all the front with too much value, right? uh, Look, we've had a really good chat in the past. I know you do webinars different to a lot of other people. I really liked that. And that's what I'd love for you to bring to everyone listening or watching today. So why don't we kick off when people say, hey, Tom, you're the webinar guy. What do you do? How do you best answer that? Well, I suppose, you know, even a step before that is why webinars? And I sold a business in must have been 2007, I think, and it was kind of semi-retired. And my wife got sick of me being under her feet. She said, for God's sake, go and start another business. So I was sort of mulling that over and I got an email from someone that just called a webinar. And I'd never heard a webinar before. And I thought, seminar web. Yeah, cool. That could be good. So I got up at three o'clock in the morning because it was coming out of New York or whatever. Yeah. And it was death by bullet point, man. It was just awful. But... <laughs> I saw the potential, I thought, because I'd done like 500 live talks, you know, workshops, seminars, conference gigs, and it was just a great way to get new clients in. I thought, if I could sit here on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia, and not travel anymore, and I could get audiences into a digital room and do kind of the same thing, that would be paradise. (laughs) So living in paradise, working in paradise, that would be great. So why webinars? First of all, immense scalability. You know, December, we ran, I think it was 4,000 something people, 31 different countries, and it's still just an hour of my time for one webinar. So massive scalability. So there's lots of, and also it's it's incredibly efficient. I mean, it's cost efficient. You don't have to hire hotel rooms. We market through OPN or other people's networks. So that's where we get audiences from. We can go into more of that later. So that's why webinars. Um, What it's all about is all marketing, it's the marketing webinars, the full generation. And if you look at all marketing, not just webinar marketing, but there's three parts to it. There's You've got to have an audience. And it doesn't matter if that audience is driving along a freeway looking at a billboard, it's still an audience. Or listening to a radio, or they're attending my webinar, or they're reading the book. We've got to have audiences to get our message out there and our offer. Second thing you need after an audience is you need the asset. 
the medium through which you're going to get that message in your offer out, there could be a radio advertisement, as I said, or a newspaper advertisement. There's about 115 different ways to get your message out to the market. And this is not even including social media, which is not a great way, by the way, but never mind. That's a different discussion, perhaps. So we've got our audience. We've got our asset. In this case, it's webinars because I think they're the most efficient. It's webinar score top ranking for a combination of the most efficiency and the most effectiveness. Public speaking is the most effective for, for business coaches, consultants, and so on, software developers, which is my target market. But you've got to travel. You've often got to pay to set up audios, and you've got to meet and greet people and you know, and then something called COVID sort of, you know. They kind of stopped that, right? Yeah. And at the moment, we're getting vaccinations into our bodies for COVID. Well, webinars are a vaccination into your business for COVID. You can still keep going. You know, yes. you don't have to wind up. And, and this may not be the last pandemic, and COVID may not be done with us yet. There might, there's more variants coming out. So God knows, who knows what. But I was doing this, uh, what, seven, eight, nine, ten years before COVID hit, and it's great. So COVID or not, I'm going to keep doing it. So We've got our audience. You've kept this in suspense here. What's the third eight? Yeah, so audience, we've got the asset, and then the call to action. Right. So with direct response marketing, and so forget social media because it's not a great environment. It's not engineered to give people an offer. It's engineered to keep your brand and people's brains ready to buy. But for an offer, we need to allow our prospects in the form of this audience to get to know us really well before we make an offer. Yes, and if we just send offers out through social media, it's kind of like a two-minute speed date. You know, it's just not long enough to get to know, to like us and trust us and, and be receptive to an offer. But if you put them in a one-hour webinar and you deliver great value, that's kind of like a night out on the town with your prospect. They get to know you, you know, dinner and a show and maybe some coffee and cheese or whatever afterwards, a cigar, whatever you like. But it's long enough to get to go, yes, I like this person or I don't think I can work with this person. So that's why webinars are just brilliant. So we've got... The audience, which is coming from other people's networks, don't pay for audiences. It's a really bad idea. You get poor quality and it's very expensive. Yes. You've got the asset, which is the webinar. To me, it's the best way to get your message out to the market. It's like that night out of the town, so to speak. And then the call to action. For most of my clients, that's book a time. Let's have a chat. You've attended my webinar. We've got to know each other. You know my pricing. By the way, you always disclose pricing before you have a consult with a prospect. Yes. And the webinar, by the way, Paul's... Uh, it's not a training webinar. It's not a free training webinar. Those days for me are well gone. It's a demonstration of how you work with your clients. So when your audiences come along to the webinar, it's fully transparent value proposition. They know that you're going to talk for an hour about how you get these great benefits, X, Y, Z, ABC, for your clients. And in the process, you've got full license to tell them about your program or to tell them about your one-on-one -on -one consulting or to tell them about whatever it is and what the pricing is, and many of them will want the call to action at the end. So rather than having this stupid, you know, Californian frenzied peacock dancing gold rush with countdown timers and bloody gingsu steak knives and bonuses stacked up, you just have this mature, reasonable offer to someone that says, look, if you'd like to talk about becoming a client, click here. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and speaking of click, I, you know, I think we've lost a couple of click funnels users in that description there, but uh, look, you're giving us a lot of a lot of uh, background, right? So I want to dig into a few of those. Don't get so, me started on work funnels, all right? I warn you. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, you know, we've got the three A's, which is great. So which of the three do you think people struggle with the most, right? Because I can ask you all the boring webinar questions in the world, right? But that, yeah. everyone's heard them. Yeah, Let's so, give so them the stuff that they don't hear. Yeah, so the call to action is really simple. And people want my call to action. It may not be live, but they can look at it at least. Yeah. At the end of the webinar, traditionally what I've done is said, 
book a time to have a chat. You go to bookachatwithtom.com. Now, I'm not giving you that, Paul, so people listening to this can rush on and book a time to talk with me because you know, it may not be appropriate, but they can go there and see my call to action. Yeah. They can see how we filter people with a call to action. Do you have the money to pay me? Click a box to, to confirm you do. You understand that we're going to be talking about you becoming a client and seeing if that's a good idea. Click a box to understand you do and so on. Click a box to say, check a box rather to say, it's a good time for me to start if we agree it's a good idea. So that bookachatwithtom.com page is the filter. Yeah, cool. You might have 800 people on the webinar. You don't want to talk to 800 people. Yes. You might want to talk to eight yes. or 18. Yes. So that filter system where they check the boxes to say they can afford to work with you, it's a good time to start if we agree it's a good idea. That just gets you quality, high-quality consults. And they know you're pricing and everything else. So the call to action is easy. Just go to bookachat.com, swipe and deploy, copy it, change a few words, please. But other than that, grab it. And that's linked to your booking calendar. So you can go there, read the terms and conditions, understand what it's like, and then they get access once they've agreed to the terms and conditions to your calendar. So that part's easier. Yeah. The asset is more complicated. It's not a training webinar. It's a marketing webinar. So there's a specific sequence we need to walk people through because we have to understand the objective is not to educate them so much as it is to motivate them. And we're only wanting to motivate the right time. So in the process, there's not just education, motivation, is elimination and qualification. But we also want to demonstrate your capability as the presenter to deliver, and these are really important words, to deliver on the promise that was in the title. Yes. Our title is something like demonstration, come along and see how my clients in 27 cities around the world are generating a high quality weekly flow of inbound leads using webinars. So that's the promise. Yes. So my number one objective during the presentation is to demonstrate that I know how to do that. Yes. So I want to educate them, I want to entertain people. If it's not captivating, it's not marketing. It's got to be engaging. If they're not engaging, people are going to zoom out while the webinar, they're going to check Facebook feeds. All these stupid tactics like stick bonus. If you stay to the end and listen up, then I'll show you how to get this free or whatever. That's just a substitute for crap content. So we want to make the content interesting and engaging and energizing and valuable. So people want to stay because you're a great presenter and you've got great content. So that's the asset. I can talk more about that. The audience is the big one. Yeah. The audience is where do I get the audience from? I don't want to do like a Facebook like and have one person there and that one person sort of looking around and say, where are you? Going? Boy, this must be hopeless. There's no one here. We increase desire when people believe there's demand. So we want to have high quality audiences and high volume audiences because either way, it's an hour of my time once a month to present my webinar, sometimes 90 minutes. But yes. basically, it's one short block of time. If I have 10 people there, or have a thousand people there, it's still the same time for me. So I may as well maximize the opportunity of that 90 minute period. Where do you get the audiences from? There are so many different ways. We talked about click funnels, California gold rush, 1869 of there or thereabouts, I think. Who made the most money of the gold rush? It wasn't the people digging, it wasn't the people slaving away, you know, getting, you know, skin dropping off and cold streams and digging with pickaxes and getting blistered. One of them was the people selling the tents and the pickaxes. They made the money. Yes. Most of the people going for the gold came back broke. Yes. Click funnels, whatever platforms you look at, the people who are making the money are selling the tools. Yes. Selling the platform. Most of the people that, that get, and my brain is just not sophisticated enough to understand 17 different split tests and tripwires and autoresponders and all that bullshit. Get people in the webinar, give them an offer. They go, yep, no, fine. Follow up sequence, four emails. That's it. Game over. Build your list because the email list is really the valuable thing. It's not LinkedIn. I've got, I think, 13,000, 14,000 connections on LinkedIn. I would trade all of them for 100 new email subscribers. 
far more valuable. Yeah. Facebook groups. So I know you've got distinctive thoughts in the book around LinkedIn, so I'm going to ask you those in a moment, but about email, right? Like, you know, we all want to build our list. Everybody saying build your list. You know, I've got 16,000, like you've got 13. It's about the same number on LinkedIn. 42,000. Yeah, 42,000. There you go. So you've just tripled my measly number. But the, you know, ultimately, you know, what are some of the best ways to get people on your list, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Give us the juice here. Well, the first thing is I'd say they've got to willingly opt in for something that you're offering, and that offer has to be aligned to the benefit of working with you. Yeah. Very directly aligned. So everything that we're offering that's out there, and this is a legacy thing, we did it 10 years ago and it's still there, everything we're offering is about marketing or lead generation through webinars. Whether it's a free booklet, whether it's a checklist, whether it's a whatever it is, it's all, it's got, so it's got to be aligned. That's the first thing is the alignment. Second thing is they've got to willingly opt in. Don't import them from LinkedIn. And two-thirds of contacts on LinkedIn will have an email address. You could import it. But they haven't connected with you on LinkedIn to be on your email list. So that's kind of duplicitous. Yeah. Um, Just quickly on that, Tom, I I didn't realize, though, but in the conditions of LinkedIn, so I'm not saying to do this, but in the conditions of LinkedIn, it says if you put your email address on LinkedIn, then you are open to any marketing from anybody. Right. And so it's legal and it's ethical. It just doesn't work. But is it the right thing to do? No. <laughs> well, it doesn't work. Because yeah, correct. I always think if someone's first experience with me is something that's dubious or it's, I'm using their email address and it wasn't the intention, but I don't know. I want full transparency. Yes. I want people who have opted into the email list because they wanted to opt into the email list, not yes. because they are Facebook or a, you know, a LinkedIn or whatever else. So and it's not like that I'm Mother Teresa. I mean, I've you know been short of money and made a few shortcuts from time to time. I haven't robbed any banks yet, you know, but better now. They're a bit different now, and and I'm not tempted to do those things as much. So I do. I'm not saying I you know as pure as the white driven snow sort of thing, but it doesn't work. I mean, that's the bottom line. And the funny thing is, the things that are actually open, honest, and transparent work long term far better than anything that's duplicitous or dubious or, or not transparent. And is that culturally, like you said, you're across so many countries. Have you found that's across the board? Like, does it really make any difference if you're selling it in North America versus other markets? What's your experience there? I think it comes down to not so much cultural values, but desperation. So you get some people who in countries that are really, you know, low sort of socioeconomic, low per capita, whatever you want, average income, and as I alluded to before, they're going to be far more tempted to try and rip me off, someone who's desperate because they've got to feed their family, I get that. So I don't think in terms of cultural values there's any difference at all. Yes. Um, you know, we, we've traditionally given people a 30-day free test drive of all our IP, so they join the program, they get one-on-one coaching calls if they want it, they get, they get as much support as they could possibly need. I even give people my mobile phone number. I don't want them to reuse it, So, but I say to every single client, they get the message, they go, if for any reason you're not getting satisfaction from our group calls, from our messaging app, let me know. I'll hop on a call with you. Because I care. And we give them all this for nothing. We give them full access. They don't have to pay anything. We give them full access for the whole the IP, how to get the audiences and blah, 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 blah. And we said, don't pay us any money for 30 days. Check us out first because you've probably been ripped off before by other marketers that sounded good but turned out they just wanted your money. And so, so we put that value proposition out there so they can see we've got skin in the game and we've got the credit card so it's going to get charged after 30 days unless they cancel so some people in, in desperate situations will take advantage of that, and that's just what's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, when we first launched the system of, hey, 30 days, don't pay any money, you know, test drive everything, we'll work with you, I was pretty nervous about it. I thought we were going to get ripped off. To my great delight, 
I would say 75% of human beings are honest and reliable. And the other 24% that are honest and unreliable. <laughs> and we know that. There's about 1% that are neither. <laughs> All right. So just getting back to the email list. So you've got yeah. alignment, you've got willingness, which you've given a great example of. What else? Right. What else really? Right. Well, you've got to segment the audience. And there's basically three types of people that will subscribe to an email list. There's, there's what we call the seekers, there's the explorers, and the wanderers. So the seekers... Basically, they're going to sign up for a webinar or they're going to download, opt into a five-day challenge, and really they just want to know where to buy. They want a sales page. They want to go to a sales page and see what the deal is, how they can work with you, what the pricing is, how do they get started. And that's only 3% of email subscribers want that. It's not a lot, but that, they represent the low-lying fruit. Then you've got, and we've tested, we've done, these numbers are based on visits to our website, analysis of how many pages they visit, how many downloads they did over what period of time. So quite extensive analysis. And 3% of people who just want to buy and they want to buy now. They've heard about it. They like the value proposition. They're not particularly cautious people. The quick decision makers, sometimes they do regret it, sometimes they don't. But they make decisions quickly. I see it. I want it. I buy it. Yes. I'm one of those 3%. Uh, salespeople love me. <laughs> 12% are what I call explorers. And they need, on average, five exposures to my brand before they'll buy. So they'll download a free 23-page guide to marketing webinars. They'll attend a webinar. They'll do my five-day challenge. They might book a consult. They'll go and check me out on LinkedIn or whatever. But we've seen just from the website, they all have five different touch points, opt-ins, and then they buy. That's only 12% of it. And then the balance, which is 85%, are what we call wanderers. And it's like, imagine you're going through a walk in a forest on a Sunday morning. You're not doing it to get anywhere. Yes. You're just going to enjoy the scenery sort of thing. So they are there to see, oh, it might be an idea. They have no serious intent to buy whatsoever, and that's absolutely fine. First of all, the job of good marketers is to take move the wanderers to be an explorer yes, and to move the explorers to be a seeker. Yes. When we talk about growing email lists, I think we need to recognize that there are those three different segments. What works well for all three segments is the one-page thing. So you go to our website, leadsology.com will get you there, leadsology.guru. And if you wait a few seconds on the homepage, up will pop a window and it offers you our one-page interactive model. It's one page. So one-page blueprint, one-page checklist, one-page mind map, that works well because it's what I call the three S's, short, simple, and shiny. Yeah. Everyone, well, not everyone, but all three categories, your seekers, explorers, and wanderers, they'll all download that. So that's one thing to do. But it's low, even with having got 42, whatever it is, thousand email subscribers now, there's a relatively small percentage will opt in going to our website because we just don't deliberately drive a lot of traffic there. Um, the best way in my experience of more decades than I care to remember marketing is to get people to opt in for an event. Yes. Whether that's a webinar, whether it's a physical event, they opt in. And the reason I like that best is that they have mentally, almost all of them have mentally said, I intend to invest time exploring this. Yes. And time is their most valuable asset. It's better than say 10 bucks even. So I'm prepared to put an hour or two or three or whatever it is into exploring this. Whether they turn up or not, they still have the intention to do that. Yeah. So that, to me, is enough skin in the game to say that's a pretty good prospect. If we don't ask them for an email, they don't have any skin in the game. If we ask them to get out their credit card the first time they come to a website, there's too much skin in the game. Kind of like Goldilocks marketing, not too hot, not too cold, just, yeah. Yeah, just right. right? Yes. So by having the webinar as the core asset, we talked about audience asset action before, 
that's going to attract enough of the right people into your email list. What I do with my clients, I say one webinar a month, and you have four partners supporting that webinar, four people emailing their email list to say, hey, there's a webinar coming up, you guys should attend. And every time someone registers, they're opted in automatically to your email list, and they get an order one to say, hey, great to see you here. You know, if you're getting this email because you registered my webinar, here's what's going to happen if you stay subscribed. But hey, if you don't want to stay subscribed, just click here, no problem, just unsubscribe. To put that top of the fold so it's easy for people to unsubscribe. You don't want people subscribed who don't want to be subscribed. So make it easy for them to unsubscribe. That way, when you get to 2,000 people on your list, it's 2,000 great prospects, not 2,000 randoms, right? Yeah. Anything that's duplicitous, anything that's circuitous, such as ClickFunnels, et cetera, it's not for me, yeah. either because it's not a transparent value proposition or because it's too complicated. Yeah, yeah, great. So we've got two more things before I go into the, the live section. So one is this OPN that you've just sort of touched on, but just that's, to me, that's what intrigued me to get you on this podcast. So just give a quick right. two-minute summary, a okay. one beer, Tom, one beer a summary one beer. of OPN. <laughs> is it Queensland beer or where you are, which is a bit smart? <laughs> well, let's okay, just call so, it a pot. So what's the most effective marketing method? And the oldest, most effective marketing method is speaking to groups of people. Yeah. We know that, right? So if anyone has any doubts about that, they should just ask themselves how many clients Christ, Buddha, and Muhammad have. There's billions. And all those three dudes did was speak to groups of people, mostly small groups of people. So that's the first thing. Speaking to groups of people is amazing marketing medium or asset, if you like. But where do you get the audiences from? And the best source of audiences is not from... Freaking Facebook ad or anything like that, it's through referrals from people who are held in high esteem and high regard. And we're talking about the owners of email lists. Your email subscribers will no doubt, 99.9% of them think very highly of you. So when you send them an email saying, this dude, Tom Poland, is running a webinar, and I've had a look at it. I've checked it out. I've read at least half his book. I think it's pretty darn good. I think you should go are far more likely to listen to you than if they I pop up in a Facebook ad and they've never seen me before. It's because I get the transference of credibility from your referral. We know how powerful referrals are. All we're doing with webinars is we're doing that referral via an email invitation. Beautiful. So, oh, sorry, that's your beer, right? That's the beer. That's my beer. There's so much more of this. It's step-by-step step in there, right? So we'll like give all the links to that. Now, LinkedIn, right? So in the book, you talk about most people are doing LinkedIn incorrectly, right? Tell us the right way to do it. Okay. So, so it took me close on a year and many, many thousands of dollars and countless hours to figure this out. Because what I do with a marketing system is I do it myself first, even though my head hurts. Yeah. So I've got to make sure the freaking thing works before I give it to my clients, right? And if I can't get it to work, well, you know, it's probably not going to work. Yes. So we tried all these automated platforms and, you know, just automated platforms for Africa. But anyway, um, it didn't work because we were setting up, I set up 19 different added value messages with videos and downloads and interviews and bloody five-day challenges and you name it. And so, and then after the 19th and after 90 days, we went, boom, you want to talk about becoming a client? Crickets, nothing. <laughs> thousands of people, hundreds of man hours, many thousands of dollars later, absolutely one consult who was not qualified came over. That doesn't work. Why? Why does it work? Everyone's out there going, LinkedIn marketing, LinkedIn marketing. LinkedIn can be a goldmine, but it's not a nurture-based marketing medium. Why? Because there are really only two categories of people on LinkedIn. There's a recruitment category. They either want to headhunt you or they want to be headhunted. So that's the recruitment category. There's a second category. You want to sell you stuff or sell stuff to your network. Yes. There is no third category who wake up in the morning, jump out of bed and go, yippee, I'll log into LinkedIn in case I can buy something. And that's why nurture doesn't work. 
with email subscribers, it does work. You can send them out of value content over 90 days, over nine years. I mean, I've had people buy after seven years of being on the list. Yes. And it's like, you finally got me, Tom. <laughs> but with LinkedIn, you just want to connect with people and invite. Exactly. You don't want to do it. You want to get freelancers to do it using their own LinkedIn accounts because there's this throttle on your account of around 75 fresh connections a day, at which point if you cross over that threshold, LinkedIn will suspend you. Some people get away with 100 a day for a period of time, then they get suspended. 50 is really safe. 75 is pretty good. Yes. And if you work the numbers back, you need a lot of connection requests because every connection request that is met with uh, acceptance gets an invitation to my webinar. All right. And so 33% will, will accept a connection request. Yeah. 2.5% will register for a webinar. 70% of those registrants will attend. Yeah. 5% of the attendees will become clients. So I'll, I'll let folks do the math and work. Basically, what you need, therefore, is three or four freelancers using their own accounts. We pay them $5 an hour, and we give them a $50 bonus for every attendee to the webinar. Brilliant. Brilliant. There uh, it is. There's the Paul, the best part about it is it takes me literally five minutes a month to run the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> perfect. And then you spend the rest of the time in that background. <laughs> All right, brilliant. Well, look, obviously, we're talking to Tom Poland. Uh, leadsology.com is the key place to go to him. But before we go into the live section, I'd like to talk to you about is your sales machine right going to live up to your ambitions? And you might say, well, look, I don't really know, Paul, and that's fair enough. But what you can do is go to one of our key pieces of, of information, which gives you 14 questions, takes you three minutes right, to answer it. And it's really what I've accumulated over my 27 years of working at Coca-Cola and running my own businesses and exiting. The most important thing is at the end of that, then you get a chance, depends on which category you come out on, to actually have a call with me while I'll take you through a plan. You know, Tom and my style is very similar. It is how it is. A spade is a spade, and it's actually a plan, right? It's not a dressed-up sales call. So go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash assessment, and you can get that today. So, Tom, the live section. So what are some daily habits, right, that help you the success you are? First one is espresso. Yep, coffee, yep. I'm an espresso tragic. No, but seriously, the first thing I do on a regular basis is I limit time. I only work three days a week. Yeah. Those three days, see, as soon as you limit time, you have to get more fussy about the opportunities. The first thing I do is limit my time. Three days a week, that's all I'm working, partly because of that. It's a lifestyle thing, but it's also a productivity thing and it's a sustainability thing. I would really like to be working when I'm 95 because I get a lot of fulfillment and satisfaction from that. Yes. So to do that, my first tip, and it's going to sound counterintuitive, but if you want to be more productive, work less. That's the first thing. Second thing is, oh, we talked about this before. Um, a productivity habit is to meet with people who are pre-qualified. Yes. Whether that's a potential OPN partner or whether it's a potential client, I want to make sure that they are well qualified so I'm not wasting their time yes. and I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. Um, the third thing is tech. I mean, just get into tech from productivity point of view. Whatever you can automate, go through. So we, I look at every single action. Can I automate it? If it's a no, can I delegate it? Yes, yes. If it's a no, can I systemize it yeah. so it can be done quicker and faster? Because as soon as I can system, I can go back to the start and probably delegate it if not automate it. Brilliant. Music to our ears. So just a couple of last questions, which is in the oh, – first, the give, right, the give section. So, you know, what's a community or a charity that you support and why? So Katie Rose Hospice is near where I live, and it's in a place called Doonan, D-O-O-N-A-N. 
it's a very small hospice, three clients at a time. Uh, my wife actually volunteers there, so we do a little bit around the place for them. Um, so yeah, Katie Rose Hospice, I think, is a worthy cause. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, look, I've got family members that have set up in country regions hospice, and yeah, they're wow. fantastic way to, uh, to give great human a better exit. And I say that, you know, in the best of intent. So the last section is the rapid fire question. So we've covered off a couple of those, but I've just got a few more. So you talked about tech, right? What's an essential piece of tech that you can run your business without? Go to webinar. Go now. That's been around, Tom. I know that you and I have got a bit of wisdom together, but that's been around a while. Why do you stick to go to webinars? There's a bunch of reasons, but first of all, I've got grandfathered in price wise. So I have 100 US a month and I can have 3,000 people on a webinar, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But it's the most reliable of all the platforms. If you call, you need some help with something at the start of a webinar, which is extremely rare, maybe once every five years, I need that. A person answers the phone and that person can help you. Yes. Try that with Google Hangouts. Yeah. Try it with Zoom. Um, so go to webinars, my go to. That's my number one. Yeah. And the last one is the big one. So I always leave it to the end. But what impact do you want to leave on the world? I want to increase consciousness. It's kind of a little vague, but if you can increase consciousness and awareness, you increase choice. People understand they have power, that they don't have to play the victim game. They can be happier and they can be more fulfilled. And once we're free of our own BS, we get to help and serve other people more effectively because we're clear of our own emotional attachments and greed and need and so on. So, yeah, I think increasing consciousness is what what the world needs. All right, brilliant. Well, look, uh, as I said, and I've uh, said a couple of times, uh, this book, I've read the first quarter of it. And, you know, I don't plug books, right? So this is a genuine interest. If you really want to work on webinars, yes, there's lots of practical tips which you'll get. But I think this whole OPN principle is where it really excites me and it should excite you. And you can also go to, Tom, Tom has offered a, a live demo. So you go to leadgendemo.live. So leadgendemo.live. Obviously, it's going to be in the show notes. All the other links, including the link to the book, etc., will be in the show notes. But yeah, Tom, brilliant having you on and thanks for sharing your wisdom today. Thanks, Paul. It's been a privilege to be here. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. That was an absolutely entertaining interview with Tom. I actually, you know, hardly got a word in because he gave so much value. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Remember, you may have taken some notes, but it's fully transcribed in our show notes. So you can go and get that. Also, he gave a great giveaway. So go to leadgendemo.live. So that's leadgendemo.live. Also, there's a link to his book, which I spoke and mentioned. It's a really good book. You can see that I'm still working through it, but it's fantastic. So you'll love that. Also, I mentioned if you've got or you think that your sales machine isn't set up to deliver on your ambitions, you can go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash assessment and find out the missing pieces for you. Thanks once again for tuning in remember to build, live, and give. Thanks for listening to the Build, Live, Give podcast. If you like what you heard, please share it and leave us a review. It would mean the world to us.